Two-thirds of Americans are at risk to experience a blackout. Are you ready to protect your family? Well, you could be with the Patriot Power Solar Generator 2000X. This new solar generator has double the capacity and is expandable, so you can run big appliances like your fridge even longer. And best of all, the new solar generator is fume-free, safe to use inside, and never needs gas ever. Over 150,000 Americans already trust Patriot Power Generators. So go to 4, that's the number 4, patriots.com slash Ben to get your solar generator now. You'll even get a solar panel included free. So right now, go to 4patriots.com slash Ben. That's the number 4, patriots.com slash Ben. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie. Because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to More Than a Movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. So did you know that having a credit score now means that it is a racist credit score? Yeah, this is the new definition of racism in America today. Anything you don't like, even if it has nothing to do with race, you say it is racist and therefore you must get rid of it. The Joe Biden White House is now saying they want to shut down the major credit bureaus because they believe that it's racist to give people a credit score. They have moved because of a paper that was published talking about how it's wrong to have people's decisions being made based on a credit data. And they say it, it, it actually hurts and it adds for a spread in the existing racial inequality in this country. They say it makes it harder that because we have credit scores in this country to achieve true economic equality if you are black or brown. Their words, not mine. The, the new acting director of the CFPD, who recently replaced Donald Trump's appointee, put out in a statement on a blog, he has two main priorities that he would do. Number one, relief for consumers facing hardship due to COVID-19 and the related economic crisis, and two, racial equity. But nowhere does a statement specifically mention the ideas of public credit reporting agencies. Don't worry. We're now getting it from White House insiders who are saying this is exactly what they want. The three primary reporting agencies do something that's pretty simple. 
you've ever had to get your credit check for anything, you know how it works. These three credit agencies analyze your borrowing and your repayment patterns. You may not like it, but they do. They then assign you a score based on your borrowing and repayment patterns. How much money you have already borrowed, how much at risk are you of not paying it back, how much credit have you used. There's all of these things that go into the score they assign you. They assign scores that are then used to assess you as a person and your credit worthiness. In other words, how risky are you? How much money should someone let you borrow? And that number can change based on the number amount that you're wanting to borrow. Now, the Biden administration says it's unfair that this can, quote, affect your access to an apartment or your ability to hold certain jobs in addition to the amount that you can borrow and also the interest rates that they charge you. They say it's big business, enough to support three public companies. Therefore, it's terrible. Now, let me explain to you the other side of this real quick. If I'm giving my money to a bank or a lending institution to let you borrow money, I want to know that they're not a bunch of idiots letting a bunch of people borrow money that are not going to pay it back, and then I lose my investment. Because when you borrow money, you're borrowing it from someone, right? Not the government necessarily. I want to make that clear. You're borrowing it from investors or, or, or people that bank at a certain bank. And as a, as a member of that bank, as a member of that company that, borrowed, that, that lends money, I'm looking for a return on my investment on the money that I have made. I want to make sure that your portfolio of what you are lending out is a portfolio that is appropriate. I want to make sure that the portfolio is not just going to a bunch of high-risk people that usually or traditionally have walked away from money when they borrowed it or from car notes when they borrowed it or houses when they borrowed it or credit cards that they've jacked up and then it has disappeared, right? They decide not to pay it back. That would be my worst nightmare as an individual that's trying to you know, lend money. I don't want to lend it to all high-risk people. I want there to be a diversified portfolio. I think you guys now understand my point on this. Most people want there to be a diversified portfolio. Now, if you do what this administration is deciding to do, let me be clear about what's going to happen. People are just going to stop lending money to people that are poor. Regardless of their race, that won't matter. Because they're going to take that risk off the table. In fact, if you want to talk about profiling, let me tell you about another major profile that will happen. They'll start profiling you based on your age. Is it higher risk to lend money to a 26-year-old newly married couple that's wide-eyed and bushy-tailed and has no idea how the world works and they're madly in love than it is to lend it to a 55-year-old? I'm picking the 55-year-old, right? I'm going to start profiling you as a person about your job, your success, how long you've been paying back loans compared to how young your loans may be. You're higher risk, right, if I don't have this information, so therefore I'm not going to take the risk on you. Why risk lending you money? What's the point of making a, a, a big risky? There's no reason for me to take a risk on you. No reason at all doesn't make any sense. I don't want to lend you money if you're risky. 
So if I think that you're risky, I'm going to just say, I'm done with you. I'm not going to do it. So it, to the liberals out there that think this is going to like some, fix some problem, it's not. Money, by the way, is everything when it comes to lending, and people need to also understand that. Money is everything. I'll give you a great example of how race has nothing to do with people getting money. It has to do with a credit score. Let's take an example of the Marxist Black Lives Matter co-founder. She's got a bunch of money coming in because apparently Black Lives Matter is making her some cash. That founder, co-founder, has bought four different homes since 2016. This woman, Mr. Mrs. Cullors, one of the co-founders of Black Lives Matter movement, and a trained Marxist, Marxist is reported to have bought four homes over the past several years as her activist profile grew and protests raged around the country. Last week, the real estate website, Dirt.com, reported that the 37-year-old social justice visionary had bought a $1.4 million compound in a remote Los Angeles neighborhood nestled deep in the Santa Monica Mountains. By the way, I don't have a problem with her buying this. I want to be clear. In L.A. terms, a $1.4 million is not necessarily exa- extravagant, though the activist took criticism for spending what would be a fortune in most other real estate markets and for buying in a largely white neighborhood after urging people to buy black. Her words, not mine. Now, if she's bought four homes, you think they're looking at the color of her skin? Of course not. They're looking at the money she's making. That's why we have credit scores, by the way. She benefited from those credit scores. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty. We're the Armstrong and Getty Show. We cover the stories the mainstream media ignores. Stories that are important to your life and important to the world. The election, of course. The many trials of Donald Trump. Couple of wars. Gender-bending madness. Why are kids looking at so much social media? And we bring you the stories the mainstream media is on. But we do it without the left-wing media spin. Listen to Armstrong and Getty On Demand on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Armstrong and Getty Show to start listening. More Than a Movie is back with season two of the award-winning film podcast, and this time with a lot more movies. I'm your host, Alex Fumero, and each week I'm going to talk to the people behind some of my favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the OG spy kid, Alexa Penavega. You had Carlo Gugino, who's the coolest mom ever. You had Antonio, who's handsome, amazing, charismatic. And then Carvin and Juni. I felt like a lot of other kids felt like this could be me. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. 
Every episode will feature interviews with the biggest actors, directors, writers, and producers behind your favorite films and tap into the history of Latinos in film. Listen to More Than a Movie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Let's talk about racism here. Black Lives Matter, Marxist co-founder, has had no problem buying four homes since 2019. This is a woman who told people to buy black. That's right. She's buying in white neighborhoods. I'm talking about statistically. While she's telling everybody else to buy black. Black Lives Matter created a buy black map of black businesses saying don't give any of your money to white people, but she's buying in predominantly white neighborhoods, which is amazing, the hypocrisy there. But this initiative, complete with a link to a map of black-owned businesses, was posted to Black Lives Matter with an accusation that the black community is under attack, quote-unquote. It's more important than ever to buy local and buy black. Yeah, the leftist activist group and advertising agency blasts out news of their campaign on social media. The map of backingblackbusinesses.com appears to highlight more than 20 businesses in the greater L.A. region where she is. And then they got a bunch of other places around the country they're doing this as well, like Sacramento and Denver, Denver, Minneapolis, Chicago, Baton Rouge, Birmingham, Atlanta, Madison, um, uh, Georgia. The list goes on and on. Black Lives Matter co-founder said you got to buy black. Well, apparently she's saying you do that and I'll do it differently. Now, my point is she's having no problem getting loans, I would assume, unless she's paying cash for these houses. But the New York Post has reported now that she bought a $510,000 home there in 2016, which was worth about $800,000 today. She also bought a $600,000 home in South Los Angeles. They say it's worth more than $720,000 today. And then she bought a ranch in rural Georgia last year for about a half million. It even featured a private airplane hangar with a studio apartment above it. This is the co-founder of Marxist of Black Lives Matter. Notice how she seems to be getting rich off this Black Lives Matter movement. I've been warning you about that for years. The Post also added that her spouse also eyed property in the Bahamas at an ultra-exclusive resort where Justin Timberlake and Tiger Woods both have homes called the Albany last year with a price not disclosed. They're getting paid. She declared in 2015 that she and other Black Lives Matter co-founders were trained Marxists who were super-versed in, on ideological theories. She said, this is the same people that are now telling you that Getting a credit score, having a credit score is racist. These radical activists signed a content production deal, by the way, Warner Brothers. They're making money off this. These new real estate purchases prompted some activists calls for a financial investigation of the Black Lives Matter movement. Now, this co-founder is hardly the first to cash in. Tamika Mallory, notorious for her support of the anti-Semitic Lee Farrakhan, has scored product endorsements and made millions. Don't worry. Collier wouldn't be the first Marxist to succeed in real estate market with multiple homes either. In 2014, they also had some serious things they bought up in Santa Monica. Now, my point about this is if credit scores are racist, you think this Marxist Black Lives Matter co-founder who's buying all these homes up would be able to do so so easily? Probably not. They don't care about the color of your skin. They care about your credit score. Credit scores have nothing to do with the color of your skin. But now the Biden administration is trying to convince America that credit scores are racist. And and these credit scores are so racist. 
that we need to get away with, get, be done with them. And I'm telling you right now, it is going to then make it even harder for you to borrow money because people are going to be even more paranoid. Like, at least right now, there's some sort of just basic algorithm. I walk into any bank, they're going to pull my credit scores, they're going to look at my credit history, and then they're going to decide if they're going to lend me money or not. And my interest rate, I get to shop around. If I don't like the interest rate they give me, then I'm going to shop it around. I'll give you a perfect example of this has nothing to do with racial profiling. I went into a car dealership to buy a car, family car, SUV. Went in, looked at a car, said, all right, I'm interested in financing it. I've never financed a car. I, I take that back. I financed my first car. Bought a, I, I, bought, I had a $1,800 loan on it. I kid you not. $1,800 loan. I hated it. And I never wanted a car after that. But money had gotten so cheap now, right? Interest rates are so low now. I was like, all right, screw it. Let me just look at it. These idiots were willing to give me a loan on a used car for, well, I think it was 60 months. And I'm like, okay, what's the interest rate? Because now I'm borrowing money on a used car at 60 months. I want to know. Well, their first interest rate they came back at, right, was 5.2%. I laughed their face. and said, no, I'll just pay cash. Well, they said, well, hold on a second. Let me, let, let's, let's, let's see if, we'll, we'll see if we can get some other numbers in here. All of a sudden, they come back at 2-3. Well, now you've got my attention. Now, I could have accepted their first offer at 5%, right? Because they were putting points on the board. The financiers of the dealership were getting an interest rate at probably 2%, and they were jacking it up to 5% to see if I was stupid enough to do it, and they'd make their money back, in the, and they would give them their cash. That's welcome the free market society. Suckers get busted and taken from every day in this country. It's not a crime. Now, I knew I had good credit before I walked in because I'm not a moron. I knew what a credit score should be or what a credit interest rate should be because I talked to the bank and they're like, look, you'll probably get even better rates from the dealership, to be honest with you, or go through a credit union. And I was like, okay. They're like, the deals are ridiculous right now. My bank, where I have my money, literally told me there's a very good chance that we can't even get close to where some of these credit unions are. So they were telling me and giving me advice on how they would do it. Well, then I said, all right, I'm looking at another dealership. They ended up going down to like like 2% flat. Now, did any of that conversation going from 5% to 2% have anything to do with my credit score? No. They knew I was like low risk, no risk, right? I pay my bills. But they were still going to try to make money off me. Did they, did they try to jack my interest rate up to 5% because I was white? No, they were trying to see if I was dumb enough to do it. And there's a lot of people that are stupid enough to do it. And that's where they make their money. But if you get rid of that credit score, which got me a low rate eventually of 2%, right? I had to negotiate for it. And I walk in and they don't have any data on me. And then I got to fill out a bunch of paperwork manually they're going to profile the hell out of you at that point, and there's a very good chance you're going to lose. Right? There's a really good chance at that point. There's a lot of people that are not going to get car loans, and they're not going to get house loans because it disappeared. That's what's going to happen. It is not racist to have a credit score. It's not racist at all. And to say that it's racist is ignorant saying that everything now is racial equity and racial equality, and they go on to say that, you know, well, we, it's unfair because this puts a burden on the racial communities when this credit score has literally nothing to do with the color of your skin, has everything to do with can you afford what you're wanting to buy?
All these three reporting agencies do is they analyze your borrowing and your repayment patterns. They then assign a score to you that's used to assess your risk. Or a PC way of putting it is your credit worthiness. This will affect people giving you money and at what interest rate because if you have a history of late payments I'm your higher risk if you have accounts that were shut down that you didn't pay on that went to collections you're at higher risk why should I lend you a bunch of money it compared to somebody that always pays on time and has decades of payment history we've now gotten into just flat-out stupid land in this country And if you're listening to me right now and you're in a minority, you should be offended by this. And it's and again, this is only going to help the rich get richer and the poor have less opportunities to own things. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty. We're the Armstrong and Getty Show. We cover the stories the mainstream media ignores. Stories that are important to your life and important to the world. The election, of course. The many trials of Donald Trump. Couple of wars. Gender-bending madness. Why are kids looking at so much social media? And we bring you the stories the mainstream media is on, but we do it without the left-wing media spin. Listen to Armstrong and Getty On Demand on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Armstrong and Getty Show to start listening. More Than a Movie is back with season two of the award-winning film podcast, and this time with a lot more movies. I'm your host, Alex Fumero, and each week I'm going to talk to the people behind some of my favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the OG spy kid, Alexa Penavega. You had Carlo Gugino, who's the coolest mom ever. You had Antonio, who's handsome, amazing, charismatic. And then Carvin and Juni. I felt like a lot of other kids felt like this could be me. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Every episode will feature interviews with the biggest actors, directors, writers, and producers behind your favorite films and tap into the history of Latinos in film. Listen to More Than a Movie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Well, let's also talk about the logic behind the White House's decision to get rid of credit scores, saying that it's profiling. This White House has no problem profiling. I want to make that very, very clear. Look at the new obsession that the left has with making you get... (laughs) a passport so that you can travel. 
look at these vax requirements that are all over the place. I'm talking about vaccines all over the place. These vax requirements are spreading in this country. Bloomberg had a very interesting story about this, right? COVID-19 vaccination requirements are fast becoming facts of life in the U.S., they wrote today. Spreading business by business, even as politicians and privacy advocates rail against them. In other words, it's inevitable. Get on with it. Now, the White House has said, quote, oh, well, we're not we're not going to necessarily advocate for these passports or require them. It doesn't matter. Every other Democrat out there in the country is doing that. Uh, look at the psycho colleges now, right? These these places that are built now to just, you know, to, to create Marxists and, and socialists. Communists, Brown University now, Notre Dame and Rutgers are among universities warning students and staff they'll need shots in order to return to campus this fall. Some sports team are demanding proof of vaccination or a negative test from fans as arenas are reopening. Want to see your favorite band play indoors in California? Not going to happen unless you show your vaccine proof that you've had it. At bigger venues, the same rules are also going to apply. In fact, a Houston hospital chain recently ordered its 2,000, excuse me, 26,000 employees to get vaccinated or pretty much you're out of job. Yeah. It's also another problem. How do you prove that your shot, you actually got it, right? Or how do you prove that you're COVID free? And, and you want to talk about financial burden, uh, that can create a financial burden for some people. It shouldn't, by the way, just be Republican politicians and privacy advocates that are warning you about this. This is not freedom in this country. If you can't act and, 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 and do things in society, right, you can't get on a plane or a train or a bus or go to a sporting event or a concert or go to school unless you show your vaccine passport. That's insane. That's not freedom. But I I use this as a compare and contrast. The same liberals that are telling you that it's wrong that people get their credit history on you and that we should ban it are the same people that are demanding that you have a vaccine passport. There is no consistency in what they are saying. There is zero consistency when it comes to their logic. How is it logical that you demand that people go and show a, a, a passport to do anything, to function in society, but at the same time you ban companies, private companies that are doing private business with you from actually having history on you and your, financi- your finances and how you pay and repay things. That is not sound logic. In other words, I'm supposed to give up all of my information to you that deals with my health, or you won't let me function in society, which is not freedom. But then you demand that you have no information be kept on you as a person going into a private agreement with somebody to borrow what could be millions of dollars, easily hundreds of thousands of dollars. They say, no, no, that's racist. Well, which one is it, White House? Because it seems like you guys make it up as you go. It seems like Oh, no, you've got to have this passport or you won't, we won't let you do anything in America. And that's totally legitimate. And you're giving up all your data. You're giving up all your medical data. You're, you're basically saying, strip search me. And then two seconds later, you're going, 
You can't have any debt on any Americans. It's asking for millions of dollars or hundreds of thousands or a 30-year loan or a five-year loan or a 15-year loan or a business loan. No, you can't ask them for any information in a private business transaction. That's the other part about this that bothers me. No one forces me, right? No one forces me to borrow money. If I go to a bank, to a private entity, and I borrow money from them, I can either decide to, to, to say yes or no or walk away from that financial transaction. It's not mandated by the government. It's a private business lending money to a private citizen. Why should the government have anything really to do with that when it comes to what I can and cannot be asked? And if I don't want to answer those questions or I don't want to give up that information to a credit, you know, to, to a bank to get that loan or I refuse to comply, that's, that's my decision. That's my choice. It's kind of like driving. It's a privilege, not a right. You don't, you don't have to get a license. You don't have to drive if you don't want to. You can walk. You can do other things. No one's forcing you. If you don't like having a credit score, then don't ever get anything on credit. Don't get a credit card. Pay six months down on a, on, on a rental property if you want to do that. That's your decision. Pay first and last month's times three. There's ways to get around it. I do know people, by the way, in the Dave Ramsey world who don't have a credit score at all. That's their decision, and they do just fine in life without a credit score. You got to decide what's best for you, but the government shouldn't be able to tell you one moment that you must give up all your, fi- all your records health-wise, and you must submit to them health-wise. And then the very next minute they say, oh, you can't have any of your information out there for the private sector to decide if you're risky when it comes to your loan. That is not sound logic. And credit scores have nothing to do with race. They have everything to do with when you borrow money, do you pay it back or not? It is that, sense, that simple. And if you change this and you make it disappear, these credit bureaus, I'm not saying you can't like reform them. I think some of the ways they do their, their, their um, numbers are, are ridiculous. But again, I don't, I, no one's mandated to offer me credit or to offer me money, right? Let's, let's be very clear about that. And this is when I don't like the government getting involved in the private sector because they screw it up every time. Anytime you get the, pri- the government involved in the private sector, they will figure out a way to, to just totally screw it up. That's what they do. They screw it up. They're professionals at it. So before you jump on this bandwagon of, oh, we must have no more credit scores in this country, Oh, yes, it's racist to have a credit score. Remember that this is the same administration that's mandating that you give up all privacy when it comes to your medical history. And that, you won't, or, or that you're not allowed to function society without getting their passport. Think about that. All right, as I've said before, please make sure you share this podcast with your family and friends. We've been attacked, yeah, on Facebook. We can't even publish anything anymore. So please help us spread the word about this podcast. Share it with others. Take screenshots of the show and please let others know about this podcast. See you back here tomorrow. Thank you for your support 
and helping us grow. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty. We're the Armstrong and Getty Show. We cover the stories the mainstream media ignores. The stories that are important to your life and important to the world. The election, of course. The many trials of Donald Trump. Couple of wars. Gender-bending madness. Why are kids looking at so much social media? And we bring you the stories the mainstream media is on. But we do it without the left-wing media spin. Listen to Armstrong and Getty On Demand on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Armstrong and Getty Show to start listening. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose podcast. This week, I talked to Orlando Bloom in a rare interview where we went deep into how to get comfortable with fear and how to change the guilt and shame thought pattern. People say, what are you afraid of, right? I'm afraid of fear because it's like, I want to confront anything in my life that feels challenging on those levels. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. 